You are live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. We've uh, got one of our team members uh, in with us today, Gray Williams. Thanks for coming in. Always glad to be here. We have a really cool show. Of course, we are Canada's number one tech radio program. Very excited about that. And today's show is uh, it's very interesting. Uh, Western Digital, very big hard drive and SSD company. They make... Uh, SSDs would be like the digital versions of hard drives. Well, there's uh, a huge shortage going to be happening because of uh, a little mistake they made. A little contamination. A little contamination. We'll tell you all about that. We'll also be talking about cryptocurrency and the Super Bowl. Did you guys watch the Super Bowl? I watched the ads. Yes. And what ads were, like, what were the predominant ads did you find? Well, I mean, there were a lot with celebrities. Um, You know, Crypto.com had LeBron James. Uh, We had had a few others. Uh, Cryptocurrency. That was that. Yes. There were all cryptocurrency ads. Yeah, FTX, Coinbase with Coinbase. their DVD screensaver. Yes. Don't don't go scanning random QR codes. <laughs> That's not a good idea. Coinbase, come on now. Uh, so it's interesting. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Super Bowl ads and why were there were so many cryptocurrency ads. And I think it's more of a, a fear of missing out for these a little FOMO, a little FOMO. Uh, but we'll talk about that and. The CRTC, we love talking about them. They're trying to regulate streaming. Oh, that's going to go badly. <laughs> no, they can totally regulate that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> all the internet comes in through one pipe into Canada. It's a series of tubes. A series of tubes that they can turn on and off. Uh, let's get to some of the news, uh, guys. I don't know. John, you were excited about this because you're a big 3D printing guy. Yeah. So Ford's got a new Maverick truck coming out. Very popular because the price is like starting in $20,000 or something. Um, they're going to let you 3D print your own cup holders. Well, more so than that, because you could always 3D print whatever you want for your vehicle. Yeah. They've actually released the CAD design files for the system that's in the truck. So it makes it very easy for anyone that's doing this type of work to have something that they can design virtually that will integrate with the existing vehicle. So it's an, it's an interesting take on it. Um, the, the, the interesting part is you get to pay for it twice. They're charging you $50 for the, the ability to, to oh, get whoa, these. Whoa, 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 50 bucks? I thought they were just giving these out for free. No, it's, it's part of this, this well, the, the files are free. Yeah. But the system in the truck, it's like a $50 add-on. Is it just for the cup holders? Well, it's it's this universal system. It's like a like a slot system. Okay. So, so um, you have to have that in the truck. Yeah. I would I would pay fifty dollars for that. It seems in the scope of buying a whole truck. Yeah. Nothing. Well, and so this actually, you know, this brings some, something that's interesting that I think a friend of mine uh, had a two thousand and seven uh, Jeep Grand Cherokee, and the uh, engine control module, the computer, went out. Would you believe they used that module for one year for one model? And trying to find a new one is almost impossible. Well, that happened to my Kia. Yeah. I, it was because I, I had the first gen Kia Soul. And the, the module that runs the entire car was flaking out. And my air conditioning wasn't working, despite them replacing every part of the air conditioning system that there is. But they can't replace that chip unless they replace the whole thing. And they're not even sure it's going to work because they think it's uniquely keyed to specific chips so it, it is in a lot of cases and so reconditioners now are basically taking these old units replacing the chips and then rekeying it back to that particular car but think of this think of it this way if you were able to print out any of the you know trim pieces in your vehicle because these things break all the time yeah 
I, the, the aftermarket for this, of being able to style your car, this is great. This, this is actually the start of something I think that's really cool. Like a whole accessory line for this truck. It, it's called the Fit Slot. And basically it's Ford integrated tether system. And essentially there's uh, a number of these sort of slots throughout the vehicle. There's actually uh, up to seven of these slots around the vehicle. So you can actually put your cup holders wherever you want. At or, last. Uh, or other things, you know, maybe you want to hold something else like your phone or some other gadget or device in those, in those virtual slots. Very cool. Let's, let's move on. We're, uh, we're talking tech. Uh, we're going to talk Hummers now. Remember Hummers? Oh, I remember those. Yeah. yeah. Well, they kind of faded out. They stopped making them because they were huge and <laughs> took as much gas as a, an airplane 747. Required its own oil field. Exactly. Well, the Hummer's got a new lease on life because of EV technology, right? So they're they're making these now. But the batteries, the batteries weigh over 9,000 pounds. Pardon? Yeah. So apparently this is more than a Honda Civic weighs. <laughs> you mean 2,900 pounds. Oh, did I get that wrong? Yeah. Okay. Even still, 20, oh, the whole the whole EV comes in at 9,000 yeah. pounds. For, for the battery. So what kind of range does that have? couple of miles. <laughs> <laughs> Just slap a steering wheel on it. You can drive that thing on its own. Well, you know, what's interesting. I, I was talking to John about this uh, uh, earlier about EVs because that is the future, right? Yes. Maybe not tomorrow, but in the next five, 10 years, we're going to hit a tipping point where most new cars being made and sold are going to be EVs. And at that point, will that change the type of cars we drive? Because right now we're trying to drive small cars because the gas is like stupid expensive especially out here in Vancouver. I think it hit over a buck 80 this week. This yeah. week. Um, so, but with EVs, it doesn't kind of matter anymore, right? Because electricity is way cheaper. Are we going to see that cars are going to get bigger again? Like Hummer's back. Yeah. Yeah. The big uh, Lincoln Continental <laughs> boat. <laughs> yeah. So when electricity is dramatically cheaper than gasoline, you won't care anymore about how big the car is or yes, the truck. Yes and no. So I have a, a car in Vancouver and I have a parking spot in my vehicle. There are five parking spots. That's how big our, our garage is. If it's five vehicles, um, they all say small car in it. Mine is the only one that is a relatively smaller vehicle. It's a mini countryman, yeah. which that is the SUV mini and it is still the smallest vehicle in that it's space. It's small, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm looking at this right now. I'm thinking I can parallel park that thing anywhere. I can park it just about, about anywhere. I don't want to go much bigger than that. Right, like I can tow with it, I can pack it full of stuff. Do I really want a land yacht, right, well, or, or yeah, a battle tank? I guess it depends where you live, right? Yeah, yeah. If you're in an urban area, maybe you want something smaller. But I'm just, I'm just suggesting that there will be larger cars. I think we're going to go back to bigger vehicles. The Kenyan Arrow EV. Yes. A minute. Yes. Uh, also looking at uh, some of the tech news uh, this uh, week, and we've been waiting for this. If you're a Windows 11 user, one of the uh, the dreams that Microsoft has promised is that you'll be able to run Android apps, which is pretty cool. So they've released a preview now, John, apparently that uh, has about a thousand of these Android apps in the uh, the Windows Store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, you do still need kind of at least a base level of system. And we've talked about Windows 11 and the requirements for which uh, GPU and, or CPU you have to be able to run some of these things and even install Windows 11 on it. And they still have that limitation in place. But I think you're pretty good if you have anything of Intel variety, uh, eighth generation and better, I think. Okay. So, 
you're, you're probably good for at least a few years going back in time. But it'll be interesting once they roll this out, being able to run Android apps on Windows laptops, computers, and, and tablets. Will that make them more competitive to the Macs? Well, I mean, you can run iPhone apps on your Mac right now, and it is a uniquely terrible experience. It's just, it's not great. I think it depends on which apps you're using, but having that ability is nice. Um, but generally, the the core apps that the average person would be using, they probably already have something equivalent for a desktop versus a mobile phone. So, but having that ability to run something. The, the, the thing is always, well, what's the killer application for this, right? Yeah. What app are you missing or having to go pick up with your phone that you can't have on Windows Ang- 11? Angry Birds? <laughs> Angry Birds. So, uh, so here's the interesting thing. You can virtualize Windows in Mac OS, right, with crossover or with parallels. So now you could be running Windows inside Mac OS and running Android inside of Windows. So now you now have a virtualized Android on a virtualized Windows machine inside your Mac. It's like a turducken. It's no, it's like Inception. Well, someone also put a virtualized Windows 11 on an Android device. <laughs> it's the circle of life, and we really need to move on. That's very nerdy. We have a great contest going on right now, and you should really check it out. It's uh, from the folks over at TELUS, the Friendly Future Foundation uh, that they run. And we are giving away a Samsung Galaxy S20 Fan Edition smartphone. This thing is beautiful. Uh, I love the screen, the camera is fantastic. And if you win, you also get a $500 gift card to donate to your favorite charity in Canada. That's pretty cool. Nice. If you want a chance to win, go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com. Right there on the front page uh, is the link to get into the contest. And if uh, you want, there's extra chances to get more ballots in there too. So I uh, encourage you to check that out. Still a lot more to talk about here on Get Connected. We're going to be talking about uh, cryptocurrency and how we're getting more awareness of that now, especially with things uh, like the Super Bowl. Half those ads were cryptocurrency company ads. So we're going to be talking about that. We'll also be looking at uh, hard drives and SSDs. Will the prices uh, go up? Well, uh, there's been an issue with one of the big manufacturers out there. We're going to tell you all about it. And the CRTC, can they regulate streaming? in Canada, you know, like Netflix and Disney Plus. Let's find out. You listen to Get Connected? Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. we got Gray Williams with us today as well. It's time to talk a bit of cryptocurrency. It's kind of getting out there more and more. Bitcoin, Ethereum. Uh, I have lots of people asking me, what do you invest in on cryptocurrencies? Well, again, I'm not a good cryptocurrency investor guy. But I wanted to talk about this today, guys, because I watched the Super Bowl and I would, I could say like half the ads were for cryptocurrency exchanges and, and what have you. Like what's happening? Well, we should start off by saying none of this is financial advice. We're not financial advisors. Yes. Want to be clear about that. This is commentary about cryptocurrency. But uh, I mean, it's been a long time since crypto has been out. Right, Bitcoin 2009 was the original uh, drop the paper. And since then, we've seen this kind of blow up, but it's still a fraction of a percent of the global money market. So a lot of folks out there are thinking, well, it's too late for me. And, and you know, a lot of the crypto folks are looking at them going, we haven't even begun to start to begin to start yet. So there's, there's a lot of things that are moving in this space. And where before it was Bitcoin and it was just, here's your digital cash, go digitally buy things. Now we've got, you know, Ethereum layer two and layer three things, which you don't really Ethereum's need- like a Bitcoin. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's another cryptocurrency that has smart contracts and a few other things that are, that are added on. And there are lots of other blockchains that are coming online that do other things for people. 
You know, we've got things like decentralized autonomous organizations where you can now have your company that's basically based around a token so everyone in the company can vote for things instead of having to have someone make decisions. You can all make decisions together. Oh, that, that'll be great. Yeah, I mean, research in motion famously <laughs> with two CEOs, I don't know. Maybe that's not the way. Maybe it is. But we've also got things like decentralized finance where basically the blockchains are looking at the financial system. And I'm sure the folks in the financial system are looking back at the blockchains. It's kind of like a you know showdown in the old west, just staring at each other, hands by their guns. They don't really like each other, those folks. And then the government's looking at it. Of course. And, and <laughs> How so, do I regulate this and tax it? Well, and you know, we, we saw this in the last week where you know, if you are transacting things online with things like uh, donation systems, FinTrack is gonna get a hold of you. Well, FinTrack is actually being applied to all of the on-ramps and off-ramps here in Canada as well. So if you're getting into cryptocurrency because you wanna do something nefarious, that time's passed. Like you're, you're, it's going to be on record and you're gonna be paying tax on it, which is a great thing because that's how our nation thrives. But the FOMO that we're looking at, you know, people looking at this and going, I've missed out. It's a little tongue in cheek, right? You know, like everyone that, that has talked to me about crypto begins the sentence with, well, I'm probably too late. And I think this was their way of saying, you're not. Well, the same thing could be said about the real estate market too. You have to get in at some time. Oh yeah, you're too late for that, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> in Canada, yes. I got bad news. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you can live in a Bitcoin. But it's interesting though, with all of these ads in, in the Super Bowl, and, and just for context, it's seven million US dollars for 30 seconds worth of advertising. So that's a significant chunk of change. It's a lot of Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that these companies are using and betting the farm to get the mainstream, to at least look more into it. Yes. and. But there's these other people that are saying, well, hey, this smells a lot like the dot-com boom and crash that happened in 2000 because everyone's hyping this thing. No one really fully understands it except for a handful of people. And I'm not sure, what should I get into? What should I put my money in and what's going to happen? Like, There's a lot of uncertainty and fear and doubt. Yeah, and I mean, for a lot of people in the existing financial system, they see their livelihoods threatened without realizing that there's actually space for them and a need for them over in this new space. We're gonna see this in the next little while, right? If you take but a look aren't you worried though, like none of these things are regulated, like at least with a lot of the financial products that we oh. have now in the, I'll call it the, the real world, they're regulated but they are. to protect us. So here's the thing, they are. Like Binance uh, in November of last year was- Is know, a cryptocurrency? Binance is, is, a, is, a, is an exchange. Yes, they're, sorry, they're yeah. a centralized exchange. And so basically you can send them your uh, money through interact transfers and things like that. You can buy your cryptocurrency, you can trade it around. Uh, Binance was pulling out of Ontario because Ontario had asked them to do KYC, know your customer. And Binance basically said, that's too much like hard work for us, so we're going to pull out. Now they pulled out in states across the states when they've been asked to do this. Um, they came down to the 11th hour and Binance buckled. And so now they are regulated. And so when we're looking at it being regulated like securities, they're not because they're not securities. And if we want regulation to go in place around these, we're going to have to write that regulation. Yeah, I don't think the politicians understand it. You know, and here's the thing, I don't think the politicians understand regular monetary policy either. <laughs> okay, right? you know what? Touche. Yeah, touche. <laughs> and and the, the thing is, like regular monetary policy where we are printing dollars hand over fist versus systems where there are smart contracts that are written in languages that people who understand them understand them. I know, but every day, so that's the problem here, Greg, like, I, you know, general public, every day you're hearing about some exchange getting hacked or someone losing millions of dollars in their cryptocurrency. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I mean, every day you hear about banks getting robbed as well and people having their credit cards violated. Right? Fraud and theft are going to happen. 
with cryptocurrency, we can see where it goes. Can we? Oh yeah, Don't, did you see the, the $3 billion was grabbed by the feds in the US last week? Okay. Yeah. They got them, and it was a big long web. <laughs> the, the, the rapper? Yes. <laughs> the cringe rapper? Oh, there was yes. a couple that stole yeah. yes. billions. In. Yes, I mean, it, it helps that they were uniquely stupid and terrible. But <laughs> they were buying gift cards for PlayStation and stuff, which <laughs> is the currency of notes. Now, if you can find a PlayStation five right now, it's worth more than Bitcoin. But like looking at these things, you know, nefarious things are going to happen with all different types of ways of transacting real estate here in Vancouver famously has been something that's been under investigation for a very, very long time. But, whenever our politicians are willing to go to court. But, but that's it. the key point though, because we were, you know, we talked about politicians, maybe not even understanding the current financial structure or systems. Yeah. At least with cryptocurrency, there is a record and you can see all those backroom deals because there's, there is a, a virtual paper trail. It, it's the nature of the blockchain. Yeah. Every single transaction is recorded in the blockchain publicly, publicly forever. Yeah, but can you, are they traceable? Like, yes. cause you like, why do all these hackers and the, you know, the ransomware people say pay us in Bitcoin? Because they will take it, take their Bitcoin and they will like, take it to an off ramp right away. Yeah. Right. And so the problem at that, that, that point. So you can't trace them? You can because it comes out of a bank. The problem is they're taking these out of, out of banks that currently right now don't have extradition treaties. Will okay. Not be, in countries that yes. we, we can't get them. Yes. Okay. That's why that couple, they were somewhere. Russia? I forget where. Yeah, I think yeah. somewhere they were hiding out. Saskatoon? <laughs> I'm kidding, Saskatoon. I'm kidding. Okay. Well, I mean, there's so much more to unpack. We're going to continue to talk about cryptocurrencies uh, on, on the show and upcoming shows just to keep people educated. We're going to have to take a break. Don't forget to hit our contest, the Friendly Future Foundation contest. Uh, Telus has given us a Galaxy S20 smartphone fan edition version and a $500 gift card to donate to your favorite charity if you win again getconnectedmedia.com that's where all the details are when we come back from the break lots more to talk about on the program including the CRTC regulating streaming can they stay tuned you are back with get connected Mike John and Gray here we're going to talk SSDs super exciting Super exciting, super nerdy. So for those who don't know what an SSD is, it's basically the digital version of uh, the old-fashioned hard drive. So old-fashioned hard drives, they had platters in them that magnetic. spun or magnetic that spun around thousands of RPMs. Uh, the new versions here don't have that anymore. There's no moving parts in them. It's all digital. Solid, Solid state. state. Thanks, guys. I think you owe me a Coke. <laughs> Uh, so this is what you're seeing in all the laptops now. And a lot of desktops now have SSDs. They're apparently more reliable, faster. They're the future now, essentially. But it looks like there's going to be a shortage because one of the big guys, I think a lot of people have probably heard of Western Digital. They yeah. have had an issue. They're one of the biggest. Yes. And they had a pretty big issue. Um, in January, basically, they are saying that they've lost 6.5 exabytes. That's 6.5 billion gigabytes of flash storage. That's a lot of hard drive space um, due to contamination at their production facilities in Japan. So that's gone. Yeah, so that means that all of our favorite tech companies that need to buy memory for their laptops, game consoles, smartphones. Tablets those orders aren't going to be filled very quickly because they have to build that, all that stuff again. So it sounds like they lost about a month of production. Uh, due to but that, that makes a big difference. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, 6.5 exabytes is not a trivial amount of storage to go 
bye bye so just what we need right now during the overall chip shortage yeah is more chip shortage <laughs> a different type of we chip, but, chip shortage. yes about, what about second chip shortage no it's it's tough like i'm you know i've been out in the market looking for a truck recently god help me yeah yeah it's just the prices are like sky high and there's just nothing out there so so the thing to think about here is this happened because of physical contamination. Yeah. Remember back in the 90s, Intel had the bunny suits commercial, the guys in the suits that were dancing around to the disco lights. The whole thing here is that these are supposed to be clean, secure facilities. And so for an entire month's worth of production to be contaminated with no safeguards along the way, it's like, this is either a string of extreme incompetence or extreme bad luck. I don't want to roll the dice on either, but possibly a blend of the two. But this is this is the perfect storm when it comes to NAND. It's it's you know losing this kind of, of capacity. It's it's not a month because it, this then starts to compound. Yeah. It's kind of like when you get into traffic, right? There's there's an accident and then suddenly it backs up for miles and miles and miles. That's what we're about to see in this industry. So I, I looked it up. Western Digital and their partner that is one of the factories that had the problem. They're responsible for about thirty percent of the flash market. The memory market, yeah. Globally. Globally. Yeah. Oh, it's so, just what we need right so, now. So it's a good chance that whatever phone you're waiting for or tablet or PC might be a little bit later than you think. Later and pricier. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> we weren't really paying enough, so. No. And <laughs> then put inflation on there. Yes. Good news, everyone. Well, you know what? We're going to move on. Uh, we're going to take another break here and move on to more great news. CRTC trying to regulate streaming in Canada. They've regulated the airwaves from radio to TV. For most of our lives, obviously that's changing into the digital era. What does that mean? Stay tuned. You are back with Get Connected, Canada's number one tech radio show. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. We've got Gray Williams with us today as well. Don't forget to enter our contest. It's the Friendly Future Foundation. TELUS is a great uh, foundation that does a lot of uh, charity work here in Canada. We're giving away a Galaxy S20 Fan Edition smartphone. Samsung phones, fantastic. One of the best Android phones uh, out there. It's got a beautiful screen, great cameras. And if you win, you also get a $500 gift card to donate to your favorite Canadian charity. It's pretty good. It's great. If you want a chance to win, go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com, and you'll find ways to get additional ballots as well. So keep checking in on that to increase your chances to win. Let's talk about the CRTC, guys. Okay. I'm not angry enough already. <laughs> they regulate broadcast telecommunications here uh, in Canada. This radio station? This radio station. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hello. Uh, and, you know, we've been doing TV shows for a number of years as well. And, you know, I have to say there's some good aspects to it because they have regulated the broadcasters to play Canadian content, for example. That's why I think we have a very robust music industry that we do now. They've really helped, uh, you know, a lot of Canadian artists get that airplay. Also, from a television standpoint, uh, I think it's helped as well to help produce a lot of Canadian content. But times, they are changing, aren't they? So we're going streaming now. You know, cable uh, is going down. And more people are using things like Netflix, Disney+, Plus, Crave, which are all streaming through smart TV boxes. It's built right into TVs now, the, the smart interfaces. So they're looking to regulate that by having the government pass Bill C-11, the successor to the unpopular Bill C-10. 
Will we see C12? C12 of C13? That remains to be seen. The CRTC is happy with this new bill. Uh, essentially, and we're paraphrasing a lot of it, it's going to force uh, these online online streaming platforms to pony up for producing Canadian content. Which seems fair because television providers have had to do this for a long time. And yes. it's, it's, a, it's a parody thing, right? Yeah. Like if you want to play in Canada, you have to support Canadian content. Are we going to skip over the fact that most of the shows are shot in Vancouver and Toronto anyway? Or <laughs> is that not Canadian content? <laughs> I, I kid. Well, you know, it is a good question, right? Because billions upon billions of dollars are being spent on production work in Canada. But let's be honest, guys. That's all going to the U.S. streaming giants, right? Like Netflix and Amazon and, and Disney Plus, right? Yeah. And, so I mean, what? I mean, where's the Canadian in that? Sure, Pixar came out with a new one that's set in Toronto, new movie. But how Canadian is that? We've, we've run out of sexy Ryan's to to export. So really, we need to sort of <laughs> replenish the stock. At this yeah. Point. What do we go? We got Agarbos. <laughs> got Agarbos. Yeah. So I mean, funding Canadian content is a great idea. Right, but there are there are more aspects to this as well because they're looking to tax it and fund Canadian content, sure. But they're also looking at having some editorial control over contents on streaming services, which <laughs> is concerning. Now, Bill C ten had uh, some things in there where it, they were looking at social media platforms and yeah. governing user generated content there, which was the most non starter of any non starter ever. Well, it's interesting though because there's probably a few people on TikTok that have bigger followings than some of the major TV shows do mm-hmm. in Canada. But they say in this new bill that they're not going to regulate social media content, right? Which is good. Yes, like that, that, and especially anything that's not generating revenue, they're. But by them saying that, what is <laughs> because like TikTok users, uh, you know, we have a YouTube channel. We generate revenue from that. We're not getting rich, but no, no, but. Can they regulate that? And what would that regulation look like? I don't know. And so this is actually where Michael Geis, professor in Ottawa, uh, who's you know famously spoken on these issues for over a decade. We've says, had him on the show many times. Yeah, the CRTC doesn't have the talent to do this. And that's not being that's not because being there's insulting. A lot of, there's a lot of gray area, don't you yeah. think? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so you know. The but they say they're not going to regulate social media. And obviously, I think YouTube would kind of be thrown in there. But yeah. like at what point? Like what some of these YouTube channels are generating millions of dollars. Yeah. And, and I mean, looking at this and I mean, again, no disrespect to the folks at the CRTC, but I think some of them are, are a little scared. The writing's on the wall because if cable goes away, you know, you're losing one of those C's. Yeah. So at, at this point, is this job preservation? I get it. But looking at this and saying, we're going we're gonna to regulate, regulate editorial control over things that are broadcast in Canada. You know, there, there's some distasteful stuff on Canadian digital air, airwaves that I don't want to hear. But I also don't want people saying they can't have their freedom of speech at that time. It, it, it worries me that we would be stepping in front of that. You know, we have hate speech laws. Those are there. We can use those to regulate things as we see fit. But the moment we start getting into editorial control, I, I get a little worried. Yeah, to me, it's always about the money, though, as well. Like, again, for for guys like us, and we're little guys, uh, we are making money. It's on YouTube. At what point will they get in there and try to regulate that? Are they going to come after Canadians? I don't think so, because their mandate is to get Canadian content, which we're doing. Is it more the uh, the American YouTubers? that are generating like lots of money from Canadian viewers. I'd, I'd love to see more money for Canadian content. So that part, I think it's fair, right? Because like Bell and Telus and Rogers, they put 
hundreds of millions of dollars into Canadian content. So the fact that Netflix and Disney Plus don't, and you know, your argument that they're spending billions of dollars here already on production. Thank you. Thank you. But <laughs> they're only doing it because of the tax breaks. Well, yeah. So yeah, let's, let's be clear there, right? They're not doing it for the good of Canada. <laughs> Really? No. 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 Sorry, Gray. No. They're he, doing he it. Had, he had a maple leaf lapel. Okay. Pen. Number one, let, let's look at how much money they save. Number one, the dollar, right? The Canadian dollar is much lower than the U.S. dollar, so they get savings there. And then the, you know, all the different provincial and Canadian governments offer tax credits for these companies to come up here and produce. And thank you. I think has really spawned a fantastic industry. It really, really has of really creative uh, professionals. Uh, but don't think that they're doing Canada favor content-wise. We'd have more shows set in Vancouver if that was the case. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot set in Vancouver. No, they hide it and make it look like Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> Spot Vancouver is my favorite show. <laughs> I wonder how Seattle feels about that. Do you know what I mean? Like all these shows that are set in Seattle, I they're not s- really set in Seattle. I want to see a show that's shot in Seattle but set in Vancouver. Oh, Flipping a bit. Not, be can, can I tell you? Not in a million years. <laughs> Not in a million years. Uh, but, you know, I mean, the CRTC is a punching bag, right? Everyone yeah. everyone hates the CRTC. I know. It's so much fun. <laughs> but, you know, I guess they are trying to, like, they're kind of trying to do a good thing here. But, like, what would your alternative be, Gray? Well, and, and so here's the thing. Like, looking at this, my alternative would be to go to the Open Internet Foundation and to Michael Geist and to people like that. And instead of building these bills behind closed doors, bring the, the, the stakeholders in. Bring the people in who would actually benefit from this, bring the people in that you're going to be charging for this, and let's actually build some legislation that makes sense. The problem with the last two sets of bills, and we've seen it with a number of bills that have come out in the last couple of years, is they get, seem to be dropped fully formed, like Athena from the head of Zeus. Boom, there it is. And all of us look at it and go, there are rookie mistakes here that we could have fixed, but you didn't talk to any of us. So what would my solution be? But, but there, a little bit of consultation. Do you even look at TV? <laughs> like, <laughs> I know, but I, I don't know the ins and outs, but you can't tell me they're not consulting someone. I can. <laughs> can well, they're consulting consultants. Yeah. Yes. They're consulting each other. And again, it's the well, hand So and what, you just, you consult the loud people? Is that the, the they trick? They consult the people who well, have that didn't the work right for the party convoy. affiliation behind the right doors. Yeah. Right? And so that's, that's happening. And when you have, again, folks out there who have been the go-to people for policy decisions, like Michael Geist, like the Open Internet Foundation, and you ignore them, and even after the fact, when they're saying to, saying to the country and the world, this is a terrible idea, and you don't shift, and then your bill gets shot down, and then you come back again. It's like, how many times do we have to teach this lesson, old man? But how many masters do they have? Like, it's a, it's a no-win situation for them, really. Right, we we're were. we're supposed to be one of the masters, right? They're supposed to be helping us yep. as citizens. They got to be helping the government, and they got to help the the industry as well, like can, the Bells and Telus and Rogers. Can I, can I give you a perfect example? Okay, a CIRA, the .ca uh, moderating body, the, the the body that takes care of the .ca domain name. Yeah, they are basically run by people who own .ca domains. You it, can, it, it's like a strata yeah. corporation. Yes, you can, yeah, but that's guys. Come on, that's easy. Well, the, the, when you have the head of the CRTC having drinks with the head of Bell Media, and they're like, "Oh, so we're just friends hanging out," I'm like, "No, but you're, you're also friends with the head of Bell Media. You're all colluding <laughs> together too, right?" So it gets really murky. Okay, yeah, yeah. The optics were bad on that. Yeah, <laughs> super bad. But the made-for-TV movie is going to be amazing. Yeah, and I don't think that's going to happen again, right? 
you'd hope. Yeah. Well, we'll actually do it behind real closed doors as opposed to out in public. But this, this is what I'm getting at. You know, we were talking about it earlier with cryptocurrency, with decentralized autonomous organizations. There's actually the ability here now for Canadians to have a more direct impact on policy. We could be using that, but instead they've decided we're going to let a small number of people decide what's acceptable on Canadian digital can, airwaves. Can I tell you something? From my experience, you don't want a lot of people helping you make a decision. <laughs> but being able to consult those people, I think, is not a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. How did it go? Uh, a person is smart. People are dumb, panicking animals, and you know it. Men in black. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, again, we're talking about Bill C-11. That's the current one. Yes. Do you think? You Ding, think? Because C-10 died before the last election. I'm waiting for the C-11 special edition. Nice. <laughs> THX. <laughs> the deluxe super. <laughs> the ultra. The ultra. In a steel so, but do you guys think it'll pass? Do you think... No. Do you think Trudeau has bigger issues? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The last couple of weeks have really shown that, especially anything that now has to do with regulating the internet, this is going to be a very touchy subject for a lot of people. Yeah. If they're smart, this one sits on the back burner for a while. Yeah. Might be a, a next or upcoming but if I was election Trudeau, issue. Internet truckers, like, <laughs> what do you pick, right? Well, the thing is, again, that particular group seeing any sort of regulation or impingement of freedom of speech, you're going to this is going to become a rallying cry. And it's the last thing that you need is this thing firing a flare. We are going to have to take a break uh, on a happier, lighter note. We are giving away a smartphone, <laughs> a Samsung galaxy S 20 fan edition phone and a $500 gift card to donate to your favorite charity in Canada. This is uh, courtesy of the friendly future foundation. Uh, the tell us folks, if you want a chance to win, get All the details are up there. When we come back, more tech to talk. Stay tuned. You are back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. Don't forget, we've got a great sister show, the number two tech show in Canada. It's called The App Show. It's on every Sunday across the Chorus Radio Network or Saturday nights in Toronto. If uh, you are there, we've got a great uh, program uh, tomorrow for that. Uh, we will be talking about that funding site linked to the uh, the Freedom Convoy that got hacked. GSG. What was it called again? Give, go. send, go. Give. <laughs> and they went. Yes. Uh, give, gone. send, go. Yeah. <laughs> give us all your private information. So, so it's we can, gone. It's gone. Uh, we'll also uh, be talking about Apple and Facebook. Facebook is losing billions of dollars because of what Apple did for privacy on oh, their iPhones. Wow. And now, announced this week, Google's going to do the same thing. Kind of. Gee, I wonder why they went all in on Meta. Mm, exactly. Man and chip. Uh, and uh, we will also be talking about Wordle. <laughs> I don't know how we're talking about a a letter game. Because we're all addicted to it. We're all addicted. We yeah. Well, there's been some updates. Uh, you might have read that the New York Times bought them. Big controversies happening. You'll find out all about it if you tune into the app show. And I just want to give one more shout out to the contest, uh, the TELUS folks uh, and their Friendly Future Foundation. They do a lot of uh, great work. They're giving away a Samsung Galaxy S20 fan edition phone through get connected and if you win you also get a $500 gift card to give away to your favorite charity again get connected i want to thank all the folks that helped put the show together john and gray thanks for coming in we'll see you again next time